Hello, my loves, and welcome back to the Good Fucking Energy podcast. This is going to be like a part two of the episode that I recorded last week on habits, routines, mindsets, realizations, all of the things that have just been giving me life lately and supporting me so much that I just really want to share with you guys because I know that they will give you life and support you so much too. So last episode, we talked about my current kind of like morning routine, my workout routine that's just fueling me so much. And like, not to be dramatic, this shit is changing my life. Like it is changing every part of my life, not just, you know, my health or my mental well-being. It really is bleeding into all areas and everything is improving so much and obviously there's other things that go into this which we'll talk about more of these things today but just having that routine that habit and you guys know from the last episode the routine that I've set into place really hits the marks for mind body and soul so every single day I am really working on improving and supporting my optimum physical health, mental health, spiritual health, joy, happiness, alignment, well-being, and this shit is paying off. So we're going to dive deeper into that today, go into all the things that we didn't have time for in the last episode and As you guys might remember from the last episode too, I was answering your questions that you asked me over on Instagram. Um, I put up like a question box if you guys had any questions about routines or habits and things like that. So I was able to answer some in the last episode, but we have way more to get into in today's episode. So just like in the last episode, I'll just kind of be like weaving them through as we talk about certain things, but... I really love the questions that were asked. I really love what we're about to dive into today and I'm excited. Let's get into it. I swear every time I go to record a podcast, I don't know why I get so caffeinated before I do this and then I'm like shaking. I'm like, girly, you don't need to be doing that, but we're going to roll with it as we always do. Okay. I also do this all the time before I get on like my live coaching calls for my courses. I My students will vouch for it. I'm always like, you guys, I'm sorry. I am so caffeinated right now. I think because in my mind, I think like, okay, I'm going to sit down and speak right now. I don't want to be like a zombie. Like I don't want to be like lazy and like low energy and tired. But then I don't know. I think I just overdo it. I overdo it with the caffeine and like when you aren't speaking you may not realize you're so caffeinated like I could easily like work on other things on my computer right now and not be like oh I'm I'm like a little hyped up but when I'm speaking I'm like girl chill anyways um before we go into this as always I'll plug what I'm wearing because these are my current obsessions and actually last night was the um Aquarius full moon so I just charged all my crystal jewelry not all of it I have so much but I charged my specific pieces so what I like to do with a full moon that I'm going to charge my crystals on is I will like pick out special ones that get charged that night because I have so many crystals it's just it's impossible to charge them all 
So I'll pick out the ones that I really like working with, that I'm working with a lot right now in this season of life, or that I intend to work a lot with in this season of life. And then same with my jewelry, like any jewelry that I've been wearing a lot, um, which usually I'll have out on my selenite plate anyways, so it's easy, I just grab it. Um, or anything that I intend to wear, any energies I intend to call in, I will charge. So I specifically set out my jewelry last night because I really wanted to charge my Moldavite. I really have been called to start wearing my Moldavite again lately. If you guys don't know what Moldavite is all about, I mean, this isn't a, an episode on crystals, but here I go. Um, <laughs> if you guys don't know about Moldavite, it is like the stone of transformation. It's considered the one of the, if not the most powerful crystal, even just like this small amount of it is so fucking powerful and i remember the first time i started working with moldavite um working with it in meditation was such a crazy experience for me and moldavite was one of those crystals that intuitively like my intuition called me to and was like you need this you need this you need this and finally i got out and got it um we might have some in the store right now in arcanemla.com or we may have sold out but i know that i do have more raw um like Moldavite nuggets that I can make into more melts. I just haven't gotten around to it, but let me know if you guys want and I can get to making them soon and have them in this next drop. It's so powerful for shooting you into transformation. It's like the transformation stone. Um, anytime I've gone through phases of feeling really called to Moldavite and then wearing Moldavite, I've gone through insane up levelings, like quantum leap type transformations. And I'm already coming out the other side of a quantum leap right now. Like I'm in it, I'm experiencing it, I'm living it. You guys have probably heard me mention it a lot recently in like other podcast episodes and things. Actually, it would be really interesting if you're a new podcast listener to go back and listen to like the last few months, probably like since like the winter. I'm recording this early August, August 2nd. Um, but to go back and listen to the ones from like 2022, because a lot has changed since then and I've gone through such a massive portal of transformation and I was going through it all year. So I've had like a very rough year. Uh, like 2022 was very rough for me, but it's led me through this journey of transformation. So it would be interesting to go back and listen to those. Um, but I've been going through this quantum leap and now towards the end of it, as I'm seeing it all manifest in my reality, I'm feeling very, very called to my Moldavite again. So that's why I was like, I have to charge my crystals with this moon as this Moldavite need a charge. Then I'm also wearing this blue tiger's eye by necklace. This necklace style is my favorite style right now. I'm obsessed with it. You guys probably see me wear it all the time. So we have quite a few different stones in the bind style. So the name of this necklace is bind. Um, we have black tourmaline, tiger's eye, hematite, Blue Tiger's Eye, I think I'm missing some. I think we have like two more, but I don't remember. But we we will check, we will look, and I'll link them for you guys too. But the reason why I love this necklace so much is you can make it longer or shorter. So I've been really into like long necklaces, so you can wear it like really long, or you can make it like a choker, or like the length that I had today, hello. Um, you know. You can make it as tight as you want it. And then 
I always wear my hair up, so I am obsessed with this. Like, the way it, not me just doing a whole, what is it called, 180 on this couch right now. The way that it, like, hangs in the back. Can you see? Can you see the little, the little strings? Yeah, I love her. So this is my favorite style at the moment, and you can probably see I'm wearing a Labdrite body chain as well. And then, oh yeah, I also really wanted to charge my Peridot ring. This is a custom that my boyfriend made me. And then my black tourmaline protection bracelet because I keep that thing on me. And then the other things I'm wearing are top secret, but you will know about them soon. And then the crystals I have with me recording today are this amazing aquamarine cross that my boyfriend also made me. I love that we're such a crystal couple. Like I could go into a whole thing about like mine and my boyfriend's weird fascination with crystals literally since we've been children. So it's so weird how everything in our life has manifested the way it has, how we found each other. I kind of want to have him on the podcast soon because we have a lot to cover because you guys may know from other episodes, we broke up earlier this year. We're actually technically not together, <laughs> but we are together. It's it's a whole thing. Um, <laughs> but I do wanna have him on the podcast because we are just like best friends. We're like partners, like soulmates. And I want to talk about our story and our story with Crystals too, because obviously he makes the jewelry with me too. Like he made me this ring, he made me this. Um, so yeah, maybe we'll have him on an episode soon if I can get him to sit down in front of a camera with me because he's he's way more like reserved than I am. I'm like the loud Gemini. He's a cancer and he's like, you know. Anyways, this insane aquamarine, it's a cross like pendant. He made it into a pendant so I could literally wear it. Like how sick would that be? I haven't worn it yet, but like that would be so fire. I need to wear it. Maybe I'll wear it this weekend. And then, of course, my amethyst um, that I love so much and I always have with me whenever I'm filming or recording anything or really doing anything because it just helps me connect to my intuition. I love to speak really freely and channeled, especially in my podcasts or in my courses and when I'm coaching my clients. I love to speak just like from the soul, from my intuition and... Um, both of these actually really, really help with that. Okay, so I think that's everything. What else? I feel like I had like certain like announcements, certain things to say, but I guess not. I guess we're just going to jump into this. So just running off of, straight off of what we were talking about in the last episode, um, we're going to dive back into more of the habits and routines, more like your guys' questions around that because we covered that so deeply in the last episode. Um, but I'll go into some other habits like my social media, um, kind of like that uh, strategy for me, um, my weekend routines, and just how I kind of navigate my routines while still living in flow, still honoring myself. And then we're gonna go into the mindsets that have supported me in all the growth that I've experienced recently and kind of like the realizations that I've been having that I just wanna share with you guys that you can transmute into your own life as well. So the first question I am going to answer and again, going off, we ended last episode talking about, I ended it with 
talking on my workout routine and I also touched on like what I currently am eating a little bit, just kind of like my current diet and exercise routine, you can say, um, like my physical health. So I wanted to answer this question last week during that episode, but it was just already long. So I was like, we'll save it. We'll make it into a part two. So here we are. So this question says body self-care routines after chronic conditions and eating disorder recovery. So you guys may or may not know two things about me that I have a chronic illness. I use air quotes when I say that because I don't believe in that anything has to be chronic, aka like something that you have for your whole life. I do have an autoimmune diagnosis that I was diagnosed with in 2019 but I just don't subscribe by it I truly believe that I'm going to heal it and actually I should probably do an an episode kind of updating on that as well because I swear this mindset pays off my when I was first diagnosed I was diagnosed like it was very severe um and it felt very severe and now I'm being told like I'm fully in remission I'm still on medication but Um, like my symptoms are fully, fully managed, which is amazing. I could do a whole episode on this. So, and then same with eating disorders. So I used to have an eating disorder. I struggled with eating disorders for years and years and years. I do not have any sort of disordered eating at all anymore. I just want to make that very, very, very clear. Um, and I healed it. That was something that I really worked hard to heal. And I have crazy stories about that too. Like how I've, um, my plant medicine journeys that have really helped with that healing and me overcoming that kind of, um, cyclical mindset. But again, these can be saved for another episode. Actually, this is something, my whole eating disorder kind of journey is something that I have wanted to share and dive way deeper into with you guys. And I've thought many times about recording an entire podcast episode on that, but then I've just kind of always felt scared to talk on the topic just because I never wanna say the wrong thing because I know how severe and how serious these things are and how it really ruled my life and ruined my life for so many years. So speaking on it just holds so much weight for me where I don't want to fuck up. I just don't want to say the wrong thing. And it's a heavy topic to talk about, but I do feel like I'm at the place now where I feel comfortable talking about it. And I know that it would be useful and very helpful probably for some of you guys to hear like my experience with it. And that's what I'm here for is to help you guys and just speak openly honestly and rawly of my own experiences and the things that i've learned um so yeah let me know if you guys would want a whole episode on that and that could be something that we go into really soon and i feel ready to talk about it now but anyways we will talk about right now just kind of body self-care routines with that so i share on this a lot like i'll just kind of sprinkle it into just things that i talk about things that i share with you guys So um, as far as like my chronic condition and then recovering from an eating disorder, although I am recovered from an eating disorder where I don't have any like tendencies of 
disordered eating at all. I eat really like what I want when I want. Obviously I take care of myself and I want to fuel my body with the things that make me feel the best. So it's not like I'm just out here like eating like Domino's every night or Taco Bell every night, although I do enjoy Taco Bell. Like I really am intuitive with what I eat and how I take care of my body. But my self-care routines are really, really important to me. Just all around loving myself and charging myself and my body with love is very important to me. Again, coming from a history of having chronic illness within my body and um, recovering from an eating disorder, just really always coming back to grounding myself and charging my body with loving energy is something that I would say is so important like top priority to me but it's almost so priority that it's just ingrained in like how i move and what i do now that it's not something that i have to mentally be like let me prioritize this but it was at one point now it's just really baked into the way that i live my life um but some of the routines that i have for this i talk about this a lot i am like a crazy lotion person <laughs> like i I'm obsessed with putting lotion on. Like I have to have lotion on. If I don't have lotion on, I feel like something's wrong. I feel naked. So lotion is like an everyday thing for me. And as I'm putting lotion on my body, any part of my body, if I'm touching my legs, I'll specifically focus on my legs. If I'm touching my arms, I'll focus on my arms, my stomach, anywhere, right? I will send gratitude to the part of the, my body that I'm touching and love to it so for example with my legs i might put lotion on my legs and say things to myself just like just kind of it's less even about saying but more just like feeling like just being like wow like my legs do a lot for me like thinking about the things that my legs did for me that day maybe i went on a walk maybe i went on a hike maybe i worked out and just feeling the gratitude of like thank you for supporting me and allowing me to move around in this world the way that you do and set the intention with whatever else I may want to call in from that part of my body. For example, if I want more strength, um, let's say like I'm working out and I'm building my butt. I mentioned that in the last episode. So when I'm putting lotion on my legs or my butt, I might also kind of visualize like that I have the toned booty that I want, that my legs are strong and toned, that I'm able to have the strength that I want to do, the exercises that I want to do. And I'll just kind of fuel it with that intention now, but it's not from an energy of like, oh, I wish you were like this. It's fully loving my body now, knowing that this body is going to take me to wherever I want to go and allow me to grow into that level of strength but fueling it with so much love and appreciation now just as it is and charging it with the intention that consciously and physically we as one system, that is my body, will work on to accomplish together. So that's a really big thing for me that I do literally every single day. Um, like I said, I'll do it when I'm putting on lotion. I'll do it in the shower. I do the same when I do like my skincare routine. So anytime I'm taking off my makeup or putting on moisturizer um, or gua shaing my face, I will just really like love myself. Like I know with you guys, it's not going to sound like conceited or anything like that, but I will just like tell myself like, Brooke, you're so beautiful. And like your skin is so beautiful and like you are glowing. And 
just so you guys know, these are like affirmations that I've told myself that I think have honestly transformed my physical appearance. So even when like I didn't feel this way, or let's say my skin wasn't clear and wasn't glowing or whatever, I would tell myself this and I swear it's changed the way that I look, my body and my face, like everything has changed since I started loving myself so much more. I, there's no other way to explain it other than when you love your body, it loves you back. And you really like, you will really manifest through yourself, even physically, what you give to your body. Like I just see myself glow in a different way than I ever have before in my life because I lived my whole life hating myself, honestly. And if you guys know my story, you know that I come from a very, very dark past of um, just honestly self-hatred and harm. And ever since I've started loving myself, like it has taken time, but it hasn't been that long. I healed from my eating disorder around the same time I was diagnosed with my autoimmune disease a little bit after. So probably around like 2020. Uh, it's 2023 now, so it hasn't been that long and I have transformed fully. We sh can do a whole episode on that too, my transformation, because it's been, it's been wild. But um, yeah, I will just love on myself. Like I will just love myself the way that I would love. Oh my God, it's funny. Oh my God, that's gonna make me cry. I just looked over and saw this picture that I just put up in my house. My grandmother passed away uh, two months ago and in her room, she had this picture of me and her and me as a little girl sitting on her lap and I just put it up in my house. And I was about to say, I'll picture like myself as a little girl and how I would speak to little me. And little me, I'd be like, Brookie, like you're beautiful and you're amazing and you're so valuable and worthy. Like that is how I would speak to my little self or my child if I had a child. And so that is how I speak to myself now as my present grown adult self. But so funny because I looked over there and saw like, I can see baby me right over there right now. And, mm, love you. Okay. So let's see, what's the next question we have? How do you know to give your body a rest day or push through? This is such a good question. And I'm not sure if this is a question pertaining to like working out or work or a little bit of both, but I will answer it for both because this is something that I've navigated um, through both, through, you know, like physical movement and also through my work and um, just showing up, doing the things that I do, reaching my goals and doing the things that I need to do to reach my goals on a daily basis. So first kind of sit with myself and check in with is what I'm feeling subconscious resistance or is it a physical resistance when it is subconscious resistance this means that there's some kind of um difference between how you're trying to show up and be and the programming in your subconscious mind and what your subconscious mind has marked as familiar and comfortable because it's what it knows so for example if you have never really had like a solid workout routine and you are 
trying to show up and go to the gym, like let's say three times a week, whatever, and you're really feeling a lot of resistance there, there's probably some underlying subconscious mind work to do there where maybe subconsciously you don't identify as someone who does those things and subconsciously you are still being backed by momentum towards your old self, which is the version of yourself who doesn't work out, doesn't do those things. So actually showing up in this new way, in this new identity is unfamiliar and uncomfortable for your subconscious mind simply because it's not what it knows. It doesn't mean that now working out three times a day is bad for you, right? Like this is something that's good for you, but on a subconscious level, we don't process things like that. We don't process things as like good or bad. We more process it as, is this familiar or is this unknown, something that's new and therefore scary and uncomfortable. And so we will feel this resistance when we're trying to push ourselves into new identities and into doing new things to reach new goals and grow as we are meant to. So that level of resistance is normal and it's something you have to, first of all, there's so much subconscious mind work that you can do to minimize this level of resistance, but that's a whole other topic. But also with that, you need to begin to build momentum behind this new way of being, these new habits, um, this new identity. And the way we do that is by taking the aligned action of it. So noticing in my mind, okay, is this subconscious resistance because I'm doing something new? I'm, I'm pushing myself out of my comfort zone and um, you know, yeah, like my mind is going to be like, oh, it's so much easier to sit on the couch and watch Netflix or to sleep in and snooze my alarm for another hour. But I know that my next level self wakes up and goes to the gym and um, there's going to be that that phase of discomfort while I'm building more momentum behind this new way of being and lessening the momentum behind that old familiar habit of, let's say, sleeping in that extra hour, that's a level of resistance that I will push through, that I will recognize and I'll kind of giggle at myself even. I know it's so familiarly now, so I'll just kind of be like, okay, I hear you, subconscious mind. And I'll kind of talk to myself even and be like, this is who we are now. This is what we do now. Again, back to like the workout example, we are a fit person who wakes up early and goes straight to the gym and works out. This is who we are now. I know you aren't used to that. I know this feels new to you, but this is good for us. This is supportive for us. And this is what we do now. This is just how I am and how I move. And so I will just kind of talk back to myself and then I'll make the aligned move. Now, on the other hand, when it is a physical resistance, and what I mean by this is your body is really telling you like, I need a rest right? Maybe your body or your mind, your system is telling you, please like slow down. I need a rest. Maybe you don't feel very good. Maybe your body is just achy and tired. Um, and that's like something that's not, you know, a normal feeling for you. Um, I say that because sometimes with chronic illness, as I have with an autoimmune disease, sometimes I'll just feel that way. Um, or in the past I would feel that way, but I would still know that moving, getting up and working out and moving was supportive and healthy for me. So just throw that in there as a disclaimer. But yeah, maybe if you're feeling like achy and tired, maybe you're getting sick or 
when it comes to work, maybe you are feeling really, really burnt out, or maybe you aren't to the point of burnout yet, but you are feeling like you're getting there and you just feel a little too overwhelmed. You haven't been giving yourself space to rest, to relax, to unplug, to be, to live, to breathe. When I feel that come up and it's clear to me that this is a physical resistance, this is my mind being like, girl, we're tapped out for the day. Like I, I don't have the capacity the mental capacity to focus or write this thing or record this podcast or do whatever the thing is that I'm trying to do for work. Or again, if it's physical, like showing up, going to the gym, and if my body is like just not feeling it and I can feel it in my body, again, that it's not a mental resistance, it's not a subconscious resistance, it's actually physically my body being like, girly, <laughs> like we need a break, we need a rest, right? And that does happen. I definitely feel on both ends and a lot of times it'll happen together. I will feel just like all over that my body needs a rest. So maybe like a rest from work and a rest from, you know, going and working out or, um, you know, forcing quote unquote myself to do anything and I'll just need a chill day and I honor that completely. So however it shows up for me, I do whatever I can to honor it. If it's with work, I will push whatever I can push. I'll get done whatever's urgent. Let's say that I woke up on a fucking Monday, I don't know, and I just felt like I couldn't do it. Like maybe um, mentally and physically, like my body just needs a rest. Most people, like I would suggest like take a mental health day. Like if you have an employer and you can totally like take a sick day, like take a mental health day. I work for myself, so I can't really take a mental health day. <laughs> and there are responsibilities from me. I mean, I do take mental health days. Don't worry you guys. But um, there are certain just like daily responsibilities for me. So I'll just do what needs to be done at the bare minimum and I'll push things off and I'll just support myself by scheduling those things elsewhere. Um, that way then it's not eating my brain, you know, and making me be like, oh my God, when am I going to do all these things? And oh my God, I'm getting behind. I'll support myself by creating organization, by planning what I was supposed to do that day forward on another day. And I'll just clear my calendar as much as I can, which is usually almost completely. And I will rest. Same with, let's say I was supposed to wake up this morning and go to the gym and I woke up and my body was just really, really not feeling it. I may, I may um, still show up and see if I can get my body to like stretch or, um, you know, walk on the treadmill or even just go into the steam room, especially just because I'm really setting that habit in of like, this is what I wake up and this is what I do. But if my body is just like, no, 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 like I won't, I won't, I'll, I will honor and listen to myself, but you have to have the awareness of knowing when you are, I guess, abusing that leniency, right? When you are just kind of like giving yourself the excuses to not go, right? If every single day you're waking up and your body, your body, quote unquote, is being like, no, 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 no. I'd start to question, is this actually my body? and like something physical where my physical body really just needs some extra rest? Or is it that subconscious resistance? Because if after you've rested your body for a day or you've rested your mind for a day, or let's say you give yourself a complete weekend, which I really like to do of just total rest. And when I'm really having a lot going on, like if my life is really busy at the time or I'm really just, um, 
you know, going hard on like my goals and hitting all the marks and everything, I will give myself just complete flowy, easy weekends where if I want to lay in bed all day, I will lay in bed all day. Actually, this last Sunday, this last Sunday, I laid in bed all, all day so much that I got like restless. I was like, okay, this is too much. Like I really was in bed all day watching movies, but I'll give myself days like that. Like you guys never think that I'm like just this person that's out there every single day, like killing it. Like, yes, I do hit my goals and I um, am very driven and motivated and I have plans and systems in place to ensure that I'm always hitting my goals and meeting my marks and doing the things that support me and my creating my dream life. But I'm also a projector in human design. I require so much rest. I'm definitely somebody who requires a lot of rest and recharge. So I honor that whenever needed. And I recommend that you do too, because again, our body is our, it's our teammate here. It's our vessel here. Like we can't do all the things we want to do in this mind if our body isn't on board with it too. So you need to love your body through it as your most valuable asset because your body, your human suit, right, is our most valuable asset in this human experience. So it's important that you're taking care of it holistically. So across the board, mind, body, and soul, you are constantly tending to it, honoring it, and nurturing it so that you can show up as your best self every single day. Okay, so kind of similar question, how to know to live in flow or stick to a routine, workouts, eating, etc. So I, as I've said earlier, live very intuitively. So with everything, with my workouts, with what I eat, um, with how I move through my day, I live both very intuitively and intentionally. So what I mean by that is I always have an intention. I'm never really just like floating. <laughs> like I'm never like, I don't know why I'm doing this. I always know why I'm doing things. Like for working out, my intention is for my overall health. Having an autoimmune disease as well, um, that was something that was really, really important when I was diagnosed to keep my muscle strength up. So that is something that is, that's always my intention is to keep myself healthy through working out. Um, with e eating, how I eat, it goes the same, right? Again, I have an autoimmune disease, so I know that I want to support my body in functioning in its healthiest best way by eating supportively and in ways that are healthy for my body and that has taken with workouts as well both of these things like how to properly take care of my body because all of our bodies are so different we are all so unique learning how to properly take care of my body has been a process and a learning experience so it wasn't like just one day i was like this is the like framework that works best for my body it's really been a trial and error over years of learning kind of like what eating styles i feel best on and just being a constant observer kind of like a science experiment of my own self and just noticing like okay when i eat this food i get a really bad stomach ache and i feel really like sluggish after so Maybe I don't really want to eat that food anymore, or at least eat, when I do eat it, know that, you know, it doesn't make me feel so good. So maybe I eat it like on a Saturday when I don't have anything else to do, but I'm not going to eat it like at noon on a Wednesday when I have to work all day or something like that. So kind of learning like what foods my body feels best with. Um, and that's not to say like I don't have 
meals that I just crave from time to time. Like I usually stay away from gluten just because again, I have an autoimmune disease and that's one of the things to kind of stay away from. But girl, I fucking love pizza. I love sandwiches. I love desserts. I love going out to eat and experiencing just foods from everywhere and not having to feel like I'm restricted in any way. Like especially when I'm on vacation or this weekend I'm going somewhere where I kind of grew up in. So I'm gonna eat all the nostalgic foods. I'm gonna go to the cinnamon roll place I always went to. Like I do not restrict myself. I'm just aware of the effects certain things have on my body and how they will make me, could make me feel. Granted, sometimes it doesn't. I like to bring like little like tummy pills with me. Um, if like I know I might eat something that typically upsets my stomach, um, but I don't restrict myself. I just would say like 80 to 90% of the time I am eating foods that support me and feel good to me. And then same with working out. Like it's not out of a forceful, like you must do this energy. It's really out of love, out of the intention of taking care of my body and nurturing myself to be my best, feel my best, and be able to show up as my best. So for me, I do live in flow with these things because there aren't any like hardcore frameworks where even when like I might schedule something, for example, I might have the morning routine of working out every single morning, I still live in flow with what workout am I going to do? Like the example I gave you guys earlier of maybe I'm just stretching or maybe I'll just do like a light yoga flow or maybe I feel like I wanna go hardcore and I go hardcore. So I flow with myself and my body in that way. Also very dependent on the phase of my cycle that I'm into and I always honor that. And then same with food, like I don't have a restriction. I move and flow with it, but I have the awareness and I have the intention which usually keeps me quote unquote on path of the things that support me. And when I want to eat something else or work out and move my body in a different way, I do so. I really just am very, very, the best way I can explain it is that I'm just very, very in tune with myself, with my body. Like I know myself and this has been a process. Like it's not like I was always like this. So if I'm saying this and you're like, oh, well, that's great. I'm not that way. This was something that I developed. So you can too. I just am very in constant communication and it's not even communication because it's just like, being in tune, just being connected, being aware, bringing awareness into my body, into how I feel, into my mind, into my thoughts, into everything, and noticing patterns as well, how certain things make me feel certain ways, and I honor whatever my body's calling me for. Like sometimes my body really is like calling for me to lay in bed all all day and maybe go get ice cream at night and that feels like it's good for my body and definitely good for my soul and I honor that. So I think when you pair being in flow with also having solid intention behind things, you really can't go wrong because it's not like you're just free flowing with no kind of direction. You know your intended feelings, your intended outcomes, your intended experiences, and then you flow within the path to that. Someone asked, do you do your routine every day or just Monday through Friday? And then this kind of goes into the other question as well of my weekend routines. So I don't stick to my like 
solid routine that I shared with you guys in the last episode um, on the weekends. It's like a Monday through Friday thing because that's just when I do my work week. So my boyfriend goes to work and then I'm able to do my routines. He's not here in my space. Like I'm able to have my own just like space to do things. Um, but on the weekends, I do like to incorporate the same kind of principles and the same kind of things. So if I, if it's up to me and if I have nothing to show up to on the weekend, I'm not like traveling or even when I am traveling, honestly, anytime I do have a lot of freedom over my day on the weekend, I do like to incorporate as many of the things as I mentioned before um, in my weekday routines in the weekend. So like if I just have a flowy day of not really doing anything at my house, I might still go for a workout or I might do like a hike or a walk, just get some kind of movement in or even just like stretching in my house. We're a big stretching family. So <laughs> we'll just like lay out our mats and stretch. And I feel like once you get in the habit of working out and stretching, your body just like craves it every day. So I usually do some kind of like stretching every day. Journaling I'll say is like the one thing that I definitely don't usually seem to find time for on the weekend. I wish I did, but also it's okay. I don't really mind that I don't. It just like, isn't really something that I prioritize on the weekend because like I said, I'm usually around my boyfriend or maybe I'm with my friends or I'm just not really like alone enough to just like sit down and journal. But if I feel like I'm going through something like a phase where I feel like I need that support or I feel like I really wanna work through something, then by all means I will like head upstairs go in my room and just kind of like journal a little bit and have myself like a moment, you know? I love to do like self-care Sundays where I just do whatever feels really good again to like my mind, body, and soul. And a lot of times that might be like a rest from a workout day, so not working out, but I will take like a long, long shower, like exfoliate my body, like put in a hair mask, do all my skincare, and then, um, do anything that feels like supportive on my like mental and spiritual side as well. So that could be journaling or like a long meditation or a hypnosis um, or just like working with my crystals or visualizing and scripting out, journaling what I'm manifesting, just kind of connecting to like, I don't know myself. It's just like a self-care, it's a self-care Sunday. But um, so I will do that a lot over the weekend. But yeah, for in general, no, my weekends are way more just kind of like with the flow, not really being like, I need to do all these things. Um, because, because I do them Monday through Friday, I don't feel like I'm missing anything or like I'm hurting myself in any way if I don't do them like Saturday and Sunday. I do notice such a difference in my day if I don't meditate, if I don't even take like a couple seconds to just breathe. And even on my busiest days, like if I'm traveling, if I'm around, I was just around family, was that last weekend or two weekends ago? And so even if it's just like in the shower, and I'll just like breathe, do really grounding breathing exercises. That can be enough for me, but just grounding myself, reminding myself like who I am, how I want to show up in the world, the energy that I want to hold and infuse into my body and then also exude out into the world. Just coming back to that allows me to have such a different experience in my day than when I'm just kind of what I like to call like moving more unconsciously through my life. So that's always something that I like to make sure that I do 
every day, whether it's a weekday or a weekend. But yeah, as for my weekend routines, my weekends are just really pretty flowy and um, that's also the space that I have, just a lot of intuitive flow, whatever I feel like I want to do. Sometimes, you know, like I'm young, like I'm in my 20s and sometimes I'm like, this weekend I just, like I want to go out, like I want to get dressed, I want to go out to dinner, like maybe I want to go get some drinks. I'll have random weekends like that. Usually it's like one and then I'm like, okay, I'm good for like a, a month. <laughs> but I do have things like that that I honor. Like I just honor the human experience and I honor what my soul calls me to do as well as what my body calls me to do and I feel like my whole system just works so much as like a team now that I can honor all and please all at the same time um, even if let's say you know I'm going out to please my soul because my soul wants to like have a fun night out and even though my body's like girl you might be hungover tomorrow I will work with that I'll honor that and I'll take care of myself you know so a lot of just following my intuitive guidance too. So if there's like something that randomly pops into my head, like go to the park, go sit under this tree, um, whip out your iPad and start sketching things or watch this or, um, you know, read this, research this, read this book, watch this course, go to this place, try this coffee shop, whatever my kind of just like soul is like pulling me to do, my intuition is telling me to do, I'll just kind of like play like it's a game and just follow all the things that I feel led to do that day. And I feel like that's just so fulfilling, so fun. And yeah, that's that's my weekend routine. <laughs> um, I love this question so much. Is there a healthy way to have a fuck everything day or week? Yes, absolutely. And I do it a lot. That's what I'm saying, you guys. It's like, I know I can seem intense and like someone that just like has all my shit together and is like, always doing all these things and it's scheduled and I am like I am that way and that's how I've been able to build and manifest and create all the success that I have and the businesses that I have and run them the way that I do is because I have strategy in my life as well but I also like I said I'm a projector I require a lot of rest and I definitely have fuck everything days um as far as like a full week, a full week, I feel like I would feel ready to get back to my shit. Like anytime I go on vacation by like the week mark, I'll usually be like, oh my God, I can't wait to go home and like read my books or like get back on my journaling routine if I like haven't been keeping up with those things on vacation. So usually like I wouldn't say I have like a full fuck everything week. I might give myself like, for example, over this last uh, winter, like Christmas break, I gave myself like a full like two week Christmas break of like just not making myself do any work um, and just let myself move and flow. So for me, it depends what your version of fuck everything is, right? Like when I am saying fuck everything, I'm still loving myself and taking care of myself. And I think that makes all the difference. If I wasn't loving myself through a fuck everything week or day, I would probably fall into some like destructive patterns or habits that I know are just going to perpetuate that feeling of like fuck everything. And if you're doing that for a week, like you're not going to feel good at the end of it, you know? So for me, like if I'm saying fuck everything, that's more just me being like, I'm just going to move and flow. So if that means 
Um, you know, if I give myself like a full week of vacation off from work or whatever it may be, I will let myself just move and flow doing what I want to do. And usually just naturally, yeah, I might have like days where, like I said, I want to go out. I want to go get drinks with friends. I want to like order a pizza. I want to go eat ice cream. And I'm doing these things that might not normally make me feel good. But then I know myself and I know that I'm also then going to be like, tomorrow I'm going to wake up and go sauna or tomorrow I'm going to wake up and go to yoga because like I'm ready to feel good again. I'm ready to like support myself to feel good. I hope that's answering your question, but I definitely have like fuck everything days where it is, like I said, this past Sunday where I just like laid in bed all day, but it's again, rooted in self-love. It's not like in a, because where my mind's going with this is I remember when I was like more of a destructive person (laughs) back in the day and I would have like destructive, like fuck everything, like weeks or periods of my life where I would just kind of like go off the hinge. Like, so we don't want to be doing that, but I definitely will have days where it's just like, yeah, like fuck it. Like I'm just going to do whatever I feel like doing. And if that's laying in bed, if that's ordering pizza and then ordering Taco Bell after that, because maybe I'm on my period and I'm like ravenous, which I always get on my period. Like I, I can eat more than like my dad, my brother, my boyfriend, like any guy in my life when I'm on my period, because I don't know, girls got to eat. Like I'm shedding stuff in my body. Other girls know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so yeah, I'll just like let myself do what I want to do completely, totally. I think that's that's fun. That's a part of life. But I'll also have that, again, constant awareness, constant intention, constant self-love. I'm never doing it from like self-hate. I'm doing it because I'm like, go off, girl. Like, do what you want today. Like, have your like free reign of whatever you want. And I don't feel guilt around it either. I think that's really, really important to mention is that say I do have a day in bed all day watching movies, ordering food, just big chill and doing whatever I want. It's like a very quote unquote unproductive day. I still see them as productive for myself because it's like a rest day. It's just like loving my body, just kind of having like a fun day. It's like if you're a parent and you let your kid stay home from school and like eat popcorn and watch movies. Like was it productive towards their schoolwork? No, but is it something that they're going to remember in their life and have those happy memories with you? So it's productive towards their overall happiness in life. Yeah. You know, so yeah, I, I won't feel guilt around it. I'll see the positive in it. I'll see it as like, this is something that's still benefiting me. And I feel like anytime I've rested with guilt, I call that um, like not clean rest. So I call clean rest when you rest freely, you rest with no guilt. You just let yourself do what you need to do, what you want to do without any kind of restriction or guilt around it. Because when we have guilt on top of our rest, we're, we're robbing ourselves of the actual full experience that moment of rest and recharge could be. Okay, so I wanted to touch on this other habit that I've just really, really anchored into recently that has just been life-changing for me. And that's just cultivating more room for space and silence in my life. Just room for overall contemplation or just being And this has been something that I've really prioritized lately. So it's interesting too, because anytime that I look back at the times of my life that I've felt my best, that I've had my greatest transformations, that I've up leveled the quickest, I've always been nurturing this space. I've always had this space as a priority during those times, but it, I understand how easy it is. And I have done this as well to get swept up in 
the busyness of life and all the things you have on your to-do list and all the things you want to get done and mark off. But I think it's important to realize that you will get all those things done, but you might not get them all done today and or this week or this month and trying to rush it and overwhelm yourself, overbook yourself to try to do what is going to be impossible anyways. Like you're not going to get it all done this quick anyways. You are depriving yourself of what is actually going to propel you forward the most, which is creating more space within your busyness, right? You can still be a busy person and you can still carve out space to have these moments for reflection, for contemplation, to just be in thought and allow your intuition, your guidance to come to you in those times or just have emptiness, like just have space because again, this is recharging for us. This is a different kind of rest for us, right? It might not be laying in bed, but it is resting for the mind and we really can't hear our intuition when we are clouding it out and busying it with so much noise, you know, going from work, then driving in your car, blasting your music or listening to a podcast and then, you know, going out and just like you never have a space for silence. When do you expect to hear your intuition come through? You're drowning it out constantly. So I've really, really, really prioritized and nurtured so much more space in my life for silence, for just spaciousness and to, when I say to sit in contemplation, it's not always that I'm coming into this space with a question to be solved. Sometimes I am. Sometimes I will come into these, these moments that I carve out for myself to just kind of be like, hey, this is what and I'm talking to my angels and I'm talking to the universe. I'm talking to my higher self and I'll just kind of be like, hey, this is what I'm dealing with. This is what I'm feeling like. Please help me. Please bring me guidance. Then I'll just sit in it. Like I will go for a drive and drive around and just kind of think to myself or talk to myself or talk out loud to my angels. But also it's not that I only carve out the space when I have a problem to solve. I also just carve out this space constantly, always. And it can be in the smallest moments of life. Like today while I was getting ready, um, like showering and doing my skincare and cleaning up my house or when I drive to and from the gym or to and from to get coffee sometimes or honestly I'll go get a coffee and then I'll just kind of like drive around and drive around LA drive around like my favorite little neighborhoods and spots and have just silence like just be and let my mind wander let myself think and even just within my day within my schedule if I want to just like sit here on the couch for a second and just think or chill but for me as like an ADHD person I'll be honest it's most useful when I'm in the car because if I'm just sitting here my hands and my body will be like I, I need to do something so being in the car gives me like something to do while also just like letting my mind wander so my my thinking spot is the car I think I mentioned that in the last podcast episode or the one it was the one before that I think the creativity one so just cultivating more of that space, allowing there to be more of that space in my life. In my schedule, I kind of like have that worked in. Like I said, um, just if I'm driving somewhere, if I'm getting ready, um, I also do like the steam room a lot at the gym. And so I will just be in there just 
in thought, in prayer. And I just have it in kind of like the routines, the things I do, like the coffee shop I go to is a little far from my house. So it gives me some time to drive there. And I go there like once or twice a week. And any little errands that I have to run through the week, I'll just use that space, that time to just sit in contemplation, to just be. If I can, like go out in nature, like sit at a park, sitting outside at my house, I have, there's like this light just reflecting in here right now. I have this beautiful deck that I'll just sit outside, to be completely honest. I don't know if you can see this on YouTube, so I'll just say like I'll like hit a little something and bring out like a book, bring out a journal, and maybe I'll read like a couple passages from the book I'm reading, which you guys know is usually always something that's like spiritual. Um, and then also have my journal and I'll read like a chapter, I'll sit, I'll like contemplate on it, I'll think about it. Maybe it'll lead me on like a mind trail of thinking about other things, tying it into my life and just letting my mind wander. And then maybe I'll write some things out, I'll journal. So just nurturing space for that, whether it's on a weekend or during the week or just in your day-to-day -day life, like I said, while maybe you're driving to work or while you're getting ready in the morning, carving out days, and it doesn't have to be every day, right? Like you can still listen to your podcast, you can still listen to your music, but having certain days where you're like, okay, I listened to a podcast yesterday or on my way to work, maybe like on my way home, I'm just gonna talk to my angels and just kind of like leave this space for intuition to flow. I also wanted to touch quickly on my like social media habit that I've been forming as well. And again, this is something that could be like a whole other podcast, like just kind of talking about overall work routines and habits. Um, but somebody asked, do you post on social media in the moment or auto post slash how do you not scroll throughout the day? So one of my biggest intentions recently has been to be more consistent on social media. I might have shared this in the last podcast episode, but really working right now on being more consistent on TikTok. That's why you guys will see me like every day posting on TikTok now. And I really want to be more consistent as well on the podcast and just showing up every day because ultimately that is my job. Obviously, I have lots of different jobs really if you look at the whole picture of it but the hub of it like where I share it with the world is on social media so it's important that I do show up on social media every single day but I'm a very much uh like live in the present moment girl I don't like to feel like I have to be a slave to my phone or social media like I I don't like that at all I don't like feeling like it owns me or that I must show up, I must do these things. I don't like to put that kind of pressure on like anything I do. I like for it to feel good. I like for it to feel flowy. I also like to allow myself to be present in moments and not feel like I have to like whip out my phone while I'm like at dinner with people or at like a concert or a festival or something like that or, or just hanging out with people or just like even myself living my life, going on my little like coffee runs. I don't want to feel like, oh, I have to do this right now. So I like to make sure that I enable myself to be present. I'm also private, honestly. So I like to give myself the privacy of not really like posting things when I'm there. It's also just a safety thing. Honestly, you guys, I would recommend this for anybody just being safe about like when you post certain things. Like I'm like one thing about me, you will never see me post like 
at a restaurant when I'm at the restaurant. Like you best believe, like if you see me posting like somewhere, I've already left the place, you know, like that's just not safe to do. So I will usually, I mean, there's times where I post on social media in the moment. Let's say like I, you guys know, like my coffee stories on my Instagram stories. So like I might like take a picture of my coffee and then write my little intentions, my affirmations for the day, whatever. And then I might, you know, do it right there, then and there in my car and then like drive off, do whatever. But so there are definitely times when I post in the moment or let's say, you know, we're somewhere and I have a story I want to post and I'll have my boyfriend drive so I can like sit in the passenger seat while we're driving to like somewhere else and I'll post something like pretty soon in the moment like that. But for the most part, I kind of like batch when I show up online and when I'm posting so I, as you guys know from the last episode, I habit stack my workout. So working out on the treadmill with doing some social media work. So sometimes I'll prep like stories or I'll prep captions or posts. I'll edit TikToks that I pre-recorded um, like on other days that have just like added up. So I have drafts from multiple days that I can pull from um, or from the day before that I can pull from but I will kind of like batch working on my content then, or if I don't do it then, or I don't have time to finish out all then, I'll just like take a couple, like 30 minutes to an hour out of my day to like batch my content then, rather than like posting now and then working on something and then getting distracted by social media again. Like I just don't want social media to distract my headspace from the other things I need to work on. So I'll batch it, I'll prep it, and then, Maybe I, I will, um, you know, post something in the morning and then come back, post something in the afternoon or at night. But I'd say I'm really good at not letting social media take from like my presence or take from my attention. And that's just with how I batch my content and I do it in flow as well. So it's not like I'm like, oh, it must all get done right now. I'll also just kind of like post off the top. Like sometimes I'll be like, I just feel like checking in with them. I just feel like saying something right now. So I'll randomly post something like just before recording this, I posted a story being like, how are you guys feeling after the full moon? Like that's not planned. That's just me being like, how are you guys feeling after the full moon? <laughs> you know, so there's, um, there's flow to it, but I'll also batch content and I'll record a lot of TikToks usually in one day. Like if I'm going to record one TikTok, I'll usually record like a couple more and then just save them as drafts. Yeah, I'd say it's just like a mix of flow and then also content batching. Like I said, this could be like a whole episode where I can go into detail of like really how I how I do everything. Um, but I am just careful to always protect my peace, protect my presence. I'm really good at not going on the phone. Yeah, not going on my phone before I've really like grounded myself in my energy today and I feel protected because there's haters out there. There's like mean comments out there. There's just like negative energy out there. So I just like to protect myself and feel really grounded in my energy before I expose myself to the social media realm. And then the way that I don't scroll throughout the day is honestly, I more create than consume. I have people that I follow that are inspirational to me or that I really like to follow and so yeah, like I might check their stories or they'll like pop up on my feed just because I interact with their posts, but I really am not a scroller 
And I've just forced myself to be that way because I don't want to waste my time and energy just like feeding into that unless it's something that's beneficial to me. So unless it's inspirational to me, it teaches me something like that's why I share the content that I do is because the stuff that I want to put out in the world I want to be useful to people like I mean I'd hope you aren't watching me to just like mindlessly consume what I share you probably don't follow me to like mindlessly consume my posts like I always want to be giving something that is of service and of value to other people that they can take from and apply to benefit their own lives so that's what I like to give out to the world and I only consume something that does the same so people that I follow that inspire me or the only podcasts that I listen to are podcasts that are beneficial for me in that way as well and yeah I just don't let myself scroll like there may be certain times where I'm like let me like go on TikTok to just like see what people are doing because I'm such not a scroller I'm like what are people even doing on TikTok now? Like, what are the trends? Like, I don't know because I don't scroll through stuff very often. So I'll give myself some time. Sometimes it'd be like, okay, here's like 30 minutes or an hour to like be on your phone to just kind of like see what's going on. Um, But I do that like maybe once a week. Like, it's not like I do that every single day just because I'm also busy. Like I have things, I'm always working on like my own shit. And anytime I do have space in my day, I want to use that to like read or just chill and unplug. It doesn't feel like chill to me to like scroll through my phone. I don't feel like that's like good for my like regulating my system. And I want to have like a nice regulated calm system. So yeah, when I go on social media to post, I always say like I post and ghost. Like I will post my my post and I'm off it. I'm not been like scrolling through other people's posts I'll come back and like check your guys's like comments respond to you guys but I'm not just sitting there scrolling through things honestly the most time I spend on TikTok is like when my TikTok video is uploading because you know how you have to like stay on the screen while your video uploads that's the most time that I spend on TikTok really for the most part and then yeah if I like go on my phone to post a story and I see somebody that like I follow who I like their content post a story maybe I might watch it but I'm not I'm not like always on my phone like that I'm just, it doesn't feel good to me to do that. It just doesn't feel like grounded to me. So, and I find that anytime I've been in a habit of being on my phone excessively, that I feel really ungrounded and disconnected from myself. So it's just being aware, being conscious, catching yourself like over consuming and cracking down on it and being like, okay, it's time to stop now. Okay, let's move into and wrap this all up with the mindsets and realizations, kind of same thing, that have been giving me life, that have really just like changed everything and really supported all of these changes in my life as well, these habits and routines that I've been grounding in as well. So you guys may have heard me say this, I've been saying it a lot, I posted on my stories, I mentioned it on TikTok, but the way that you do one thing is the way that you do everything. This is like my go-to affirmation right now and reminder it was something that actually I've had like on a sticky note in my office on my laptop for maybe like a year now maybe that I heard that just like really stuck with me and I just feel like over the months it's just deeper and deeper become like embodied and understood by me like on these different levels where it's like like I really really understand that wisdom like I really embody that I really feel 
what that means. Like it's not just words, it's it carries like an energy for me. And then what's funny is I actually went back and I'm retaking a course that I've taken before that I took years ago, like in 2020. They said that in the course, the way you do one thing is the way you do everything in like the first module. And I was like, wow, so that's been in my subconscious mind for quite some time, but it's just, it's just really like become something that I'm like, oh, holy fuck, I understand that. So this is um, both like a, also, you guys, I don't know why every time I record a podcast, I get super congested. Like, what is up with that? And like, I lose my voice. I don't know. I guess it's a lot of talking. But uh, this both is something that is true on a subconscious mind level based on just our subconscious patterns of doing things. And then it's also just something for you to observe yourself with um, and an energy that you can align to and carry throughout the things that you do so when we say the way you do one thing is the way you do everything we're kind of talking about your patterns like your strategies of doing things so if you are someone who procrastinates uh let's say cleaning your room it's likely that you also procrastinate other things in your life if you do one thing with a lot of intention and love it's likely that you also carry that intention and love into a lot of the other things that you do in your life if you're a perfectionist, you're probably a perfectionist in a lot of other things in your life, right? So the way you do one thing, you can see the patterns of that and how it shows up in other areas of your life too. And of course, maybe it's different to a degree, but I recommend that you kind of reflect on that. And maybe after listening to this, because we're about to wrap all this up, journal on that as well. Like how, what are the patterns in which you do things and how can you see that linked throughout how you do other things in your life as well and then we can also use this to our advantage because if we want to change the way that we show up in our life let's say we want to change the way we show up for our success and for let's say you want to start a business and you want to be really devoted and committed and on point with that right and you recognize that the way you do one thing is the way you do everything you can begin to infuse that energy into smaller more minor things in your life like maybe how you meal prep for the week or how you show up for your daily routines and workouts and that's definitely what I've been doing and how I've really been anchoring in this in and then transmuting it across the board in my life and this is why when I started this podcast episode with you guys I said every area of my life has just been up leveling really thanks to this routine because it is how I do one thing is how I do everything how we all do one thing is how we do everything so me showing up consistently and in my power and as my next level self every single day in this routine has enabled me to then carry that same energy into every single other thing that I do. So again, going back to the example for you, like if if you want to begin to show up committedly and in your power for, let's say, like starting a business or um, your success, whatever it is, then why don't you start with some minor things like creating a morning routine that you know you can stick to that you stay committed to and reminding yourself every day when your mind wants to tell you to snooze your alarm, to not stay committed to it. The way I do one thing is the way I do everything. And I want to be successful in and committed in building this business that I desire to build. So I am going to carry that same energy into what I do now, knowing that it is going to benefit the other goals that I have as well. And this is truly like, I wake up and I say this to myself on the days when I'm like, oh, like, let me just sleep in a little bit. Again, that subconscious resistance. 
I remind myself, the way you do one thing is the way you do everything. If I make these promises to myself, you're going to do this today. You're going to show up and record a podcast today. You're going to go to the gym today. You're going to show up for your morning routines today. You're going to be focused and um, really be intentional and infuse good energy into the work you do today. And then I cut myself a break and I'm like, ah, nah, you don't have to do it today. Well, then I'm breaking my commitments across the board. I'm not keeping promises to myself and I'm showing myself that the way I do one thing is the way I do everything. And the way I clearly do one thing is that I don't keep the promises to myself, right? So I don't want that to be my pattern, that I don't do the things that I say I'm gonna do. If I say I'm gonna do it, I will do it. I will figure it out. If I want it, I will get it period, unless I don't want it anymore. I will get it. I think if you can adopt that, that just becomes just like this power. Even saying it, you can just feel like you're like unfuck, unfuckable with, like you are just strong, powerful. You're standing firm in what you want and what you desire. And the same goes with when you recognize that the way that you do one thing is the way that you do everything. Figure out who you want to be, how you want to show up in the world and make sure that you do everything with that energy. And then the coolest thing about this too is it's going to become who you are and how you move. And it's going to become easier and easier and easier for you to do everything in your life in that same energy. So it may just start with, you know, committing to waking up, meditating and doing a little stretch in the morning, but you commit to that and you show up as your next level self when you do that it's going to bleed into the rest of your day that you're more easily able to commit to things, to say you're gonna do something and actually do it, to create new patterns and new routines and stick to them, to keep promises to yourself, to show up as your next level self and the things that you do and the things that you commit to and the habits that you create and form. So you can start small and build upon it and it's amazing to see how the way you do one thing carries into everything else in your life as well. So that's been major for me. Another thing is just all around self-regulation and just being unbothered, being just so firm in my energy and where I'm going in the reality I desire to experience that again, I'm unfuckwithable, like I'm unshakable. No one can tell me shit, <laughs> obviously, unless they're, you know, supportive and trying to help me. But it's just like, no one can tell me that I can't succeed or that what I want to do isn't possible or any like mean comments on social media or anything like that. Like, I'm just so regulated and stable in myself, in my power and in my belief in myself and my belief in my power to manifest in my love for myself that I'm unbothered by anything externally and this comes from self-regulation because we aren't just used to moving like this we're used to and we live in a very triggerable world so most people are walking around all day getting triggered by the things that are happening around them right like somebody cuts you off and you're immediately angry someone comment something mean on your post and you immediately go into like self-consciousness or you know your partner comes home in a bad mood and you let that penetrate your energy and then you're just in a bad mood too most of us are walking around just getting triggered and triggered and triggered all the time and i have been too and i just got sick of it i got sick of letting anybody else have any influence on my energy at all like i have shit i want to do i have shit i want to accomplish and i need to have 
myself be solid and able to show up for that and I can't let anybody or anything get in my way of that. So I decided to become a self-regulated person who is very, very firm in their energy and in their energetic standards. So this comes from both having self-awareness, so noticing like, okay, I'm feeling triggered. And I notice this by like sensations in my body. Like I'll feel myself, listen, you guys, like I know I'm love and light, but a bitch can get mad. A bitch can have an attitude. So I will feel myself like start to get a little hot. Like my heart start to race a little and I'll be like, okay, you are getting triggered, bitch. Like let's calm it down. So I will regulate myself, so simple. I will just ground myself back into my body, come back into me, remind myself of my purpose, my power, and what I choose to experience. So even if my boyfriend walked in right now in a shit-ass mood, I'm going to be like, mm, that is not the experience I choose for myself. Like, he can he can be over there with that. I'm going to be over here, like, in my, like, la-la land, just feeling good, feeling vibey. And I'll do what I need to do. Like, maybe I'll put on my headphones um, and I'll breathe, like I will breathe into it and I'll ground myself into my energy. So I'll just really, really conjure up the feelings of what I want to feel, what I want to experience. I'll imagine, I actually just coached a one-on-one client through this yesterday. I'll imagine a bubble of energy around me. So this protection bubble around me and that my energy that I'm cultivating up in that moment is in this bubble all around me, all within me. It's all my good energy that I'm choosing to experience and everything outside of me cannot come in. It cannot break through this bubble. I am protected and my energy is strong as fuck in here and nothing is getting through. And then I will breathe. So I will regulate my nervous system. I talk about this all the time, but the way that you you activate your parasympathetic nervous system. So sympathetic is like fight or flight. This is when we're getting angry, we're getting bothered, we're getting triggered. Um, and then parasympathetic is peace, it's calm, it's safety. So when we want to activate our parasympathetic nervous system, one of the easiest ways to do this is by simply slowing down our breath. Because you'll notice when you're getting angry, you also get shallow breathing or when you're getting anxious or any kind of um, any kind of sympathetic nervous system, your breathing isn't so calming. It's more like... <sighs> so we want to calm that. We want to slow it down. So I'll breathe in four seconds through my nose, hold, then I'll breathe out through pursed lips like this. Even just breathing like that right now, just calm me down. So breathe in four seconds, hold for four seconds, breathe out eight seconds. doesn't have to be that exact count, but basically what you want to do is you want to fill up your lungs all the way. Then you want to hold and then you want to breathe out as slowly as possible and I'll do that even just like five ten times and all of a sudden I'm just like chilling like I'm just so relaxed I'm feeling so good so I've just identified myself now as a very self-regulated person a person who's very firm and strong in their energy who's unfuckwithable and I practice that always through awareness and then coming back to my regulation practices and fortifying my own energy that I have chosen to experience. Another thing is just really anchoring into the belief of like all in divine timing. It is all happening for me. Everything I desire is inevitably mine. So why the rush? I feel like for so long I rushed. I wanted things to happen so quickly. I had these like 
standards for myself where I was like, if I'm not a millionaire in one year, then I didn't do it. Like I didn't make it. And I just have really calmed down with all of that and just been more like all of it's coming, all of it and more than I can even imagine is coming. And it's all unfolding in the way that the universe, my angels, my guides know is going to be the absolute best case scenario for me where I'm able to feel good in the experience and thoroughly enjoy not just when I receive my manifestations, but every step of the way. So I've dropped that like rushing energy that I carried into the things that I was doing because it's like, for what? You know, like at the end of the day, my angels are going to pace me regardless and be like, girl, this needs to happen this way. You need to relax. You need to trust us because we're not going to let it happen in any other way. And if it did happen in any other way, you wouldn't enjoy it. It wouldn't be perfect for you. It wouldn't be what you actually desire and better, which we're making it even better. So you need to trust us and it's going to happen the way it's going to happen because we're looking out for you and this is the way that we know it needs to happen. So what's the point of rushing? You know, like when, I, when my angels are still like, this is how it's going to happen. You can choose to follow the path or you can choose to follow the path and have this resistance and this rushing energy. So I just decided I'm just going to follow the path and let it all unfold knowing that it is inevitable. Everything I desire is inevitable. And my angels, my guides have an even greater plan than I could even imagine for myself. And it's going to unfold in the most perfect ways in the most divine timing. So there's no point in me rushing or charging. It's not even rushing, right? Because it's basically like you're running in place because I'm just using this unnecessary energy when the path is still going to unfold the way that my angels know is going to be best for me because they got me like that, right? They're looking out for me like that. So rather than expending so much energy, I've just really released into the process and just trusted more and allowed everything to flow more than like trying to force anything. And things have just been flowing so beautifully, you guys. Things, again, better than I had intended, better than what I saw for myself, exceeding my expectations of standards and goals that I've set for myself. And I've done so in the energy of flow, in the energy of alignment, in the energy of feeling good and enjoying the process because I trust my guidance. I trust my angels. I trust in the divine timing that they have planned out for me. I'm taking the aligned action. I'm motivated. I'm driven. I'm doing the things, but I'm doing so while enjoying the ride. And that's changed everything for me. And finally ending this on just a powerful realization that I've had that I am excited to share with you guys. And hopefully you'll be able to use this to reflect within your own self and where you stand right now in who you are and who you are growing into. So I've had the realization recently, you know, when we talk about like being your next level self and what would your next level self do and showing up as them now. And I realized that when we are in the phase of doing that a lot, like asking ourselves, like, what would my next level self do? And it might be my next level self and blah, 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 blah. We aren't yet embodying the next level self, right? Because if we were embodying the next level self, it would just kind of be like, well, what I do is my next level self. 
And to manifest what we desire to manifest, we need to be the full embodiment of the version of ourselves who has already manifested that, right? So for one, we can't be upset at the situation of like, why hasn't what I desire, this vision that I desire, these manifestations that I desire manifested yet? When you can look at yourself and be like, well, am I being the full embodiment of the version of myself who already has manifested that? If you can ask yourself that and say no, then drop the drop the resistance and the frustration of not having manifested that vision yet because again, it's not in your divine timing. You're still growing into that next level self. You're still figuring her or him or they out. You're still getting to know how they move and aligning to it. And this can be a process. Again, like I mentioned earlier in the video, uh, you may wanna like go back and watch some of my older podcast episodes because I've been really like in the awkward phase of growing into my next level self over this like last year a lot like growing into her but still not quite her and like feeling awkward in it and i've had this realization a couple weeks ago a while ago where i was like oh i am her now i am doing everything that she does i am moving in the ways that she does i am carrying the mindsets and the energy that she does, although I am not fully living the reality she does yet, right? She lives in a multi-million dollar home. She is, she has millions in the bank. Like she is uh, driving sports cars and able to travel the world at the snap of a finger. And she's just this like amazingly powerful, intuitive, connected CEO, and coach and business owner and designer like that is her is my full reality my physical reality all of those things yet no not quite right but i am moving and doing the things that i imagine and i'm sure you know things may be different but what i can imagine that she would do now how she would move how she would think and feel the energy she'd carry, the way she'd present herself. I feel like I am the full embodiment of that now. I can finally say that. And I just had like a breakthrough of realizing that, of being like, damn, like you really did it. You really are her, like you cracked the code. And so of course I'm always investigating how I can be her more and more and more and constantly carrying awareness and noticing when maybe I slip back into old mindsets or old ways of thinking and I realign to her again. But I can really confidently say that I am moving as she would. I am doing the things that she would. I'm showing up as she would. And that feels really fucking good. And I can tell you guys now, I've been carrying this energy solidly. I've been aligning to her for a while, right? For like a, I mean, it's hard to put like a number on it because it's just been a process of evolution. But I have been solidly, I'd say, embodying her for like um maybe like two months, about like two months, maybe more than that. But what I can really think back of when I've been like, damn, like you're you're like hitting it, like you're doing it. Maybe even less, maybe like a month and a half. I don't know, but. I can, it is, it is playing out of my reality. I'll say that my reality, my external 3d reality is starting to align to the version of myself that I've been being 
So the things are manifesting. They're coming through and like quantum leap energy, like quickly. So that's to say that if you are manifesting a new reality, a new vision for yourself, your dream life, and you can identify your next level self, the version of yourself who's living that dream life, and you can recognize that you are not being that version of yourself yet, ask yourself how you can grow into them more, how you can align to them more, and continue to do so as much as you can. When you become them, and when you can look at yourself, the way you move, the way you think, the way you feel, and be like, I am that version of me, you will know that it is really like, I don't even wanna say a matter of time, more a matter of divine timing, a matter of your angels, getting all the finishing touches in line, that that vision, that dream life, will inevitably manifest. But you need to become that version of yourself first. And if you can't say confidently that you are that version of yourself, then there's more work to do internally before you can expect to see all of the external changes and things that you want to see. And that's just the name of the game. That's the name of evolution and manifestation. And it's a process. It's it's a beautiful process though. And it's fun when you kind of crack the code and you learn how to do it. And it's learning to be at peace and in love with the present moment as well because this is all steps on your path. And I look back at the person I was like six months ago, eight months ago when I was struggling And I love her and I love that journey. I love that experience because it made me who I am now and have the power, the wisdom, and the knowledge that I have now because I went through those necessary challenges for my growth that enabled me to evolve into the me I am now, the complete embodiment of what was my next level self. And just closing on the final note that truly, truly, and I think this really wraps up everything we've talked about in this episode and the one prior, just talking about habits and routines. The more that I love myself, the more everything in my life thrives. And the same will go for you. The more that you take care of yourself, the more that your entire life will flourish from that energy. Loving yourself. And with that comes honoring your desires being in tune with your body so that you can move intentionally but also in flow, recognizing that how you do one thing is how you do everything and you want the best for yourself so you're going to show up the best for yourself. Just loving yourself through and through and the rest of your life greatly benefits from that. But it starts in here, it starts inside you and like everything else, We must change first in the energetic realm to ultimately eventually see the changes in our external 3D reality. But it starts here. It starts on the inside. Don't give up. Don't drop it. Don't think, oh, it's not working. Hold the energy. Continue to love yourself. Continue to move in that alignment with yourself. And eventually, without a doubt, 100% of the time, your external reality will catch up and reward that energy so, so, so greatly. So I will leave you with that and wrap up this two-part habits and routine little mini-series we've had. It's kind of been like a masterclass. Like this has been intense. I was going to record other podcast episodes today and try to like batch them, but 
I've been filming for an hour and 40 minutes now and I need to rest my voice. I need to take a nap. But <laughs> I love you guys so much. I really, really, really do. Like, I cannot even express the gratitude I have for you. The, like, connection that I feel to each and every one of you guys. I feel like you guys really, like, fucking know me and are genuinely like my besties. Like this is where I feel safe, which is so crazy. I never would have thought that I would be somebody who like feels safe in like an online community or sharing my like soul out in the world like this, but I truly feel so safe with you guys and so seen, so understood, so heard. And I'm just so thankful for each and every one of you. I'm so thankful for this community that has been built and I'm really excited to begin to think of new ways that we can come together and just thrive together and just share our energy. So just know I'm brainstorming ways for us to be able to all come together more and share our love more in this world and with each other. So thank you. I truly, truly, truly do love you. And I, as always, I will link everything down below. And you know... I'm sending you so much love and so much good fucking energy. Have a great week. I love you. Bye.